Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Sunday, February 11th. On today's show, financial infidelity and credit card debt are revealed as major factors behind one-third of divorces. Israel's finance minister criticizes Moody's downgrade of the country's credit rating. Plus, Nigeria is urged to regulate cryptocurrency to combat financial crimes. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a recent survey that has revealed a significant number of divorces in America can be attributed to credit card debt and hidden financial activities. This is according to Debt.com's third annual debt and divorce survey. Here to delve deeper into this issue is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about these findings? Certainly, David. The Debt and Divorce Survey provides a comprehensive look into how debt influences separations. The survey found that a significant proportion of Americans who have gone through a divorce attribute their separation to credit card debt and hidden financial activities, often referred to as financial infidelity. That's quite alarming. Can you explain what financial infidelity is and how it plays a role in these divorces? Financial infidelity refers to the act of hiding financial activities from one's partner. This could include secret bank accounts, hidden purchases, undisclosed debts, or any other form of financial deception. This lack of transparency and trust can lead to conflict, and in many cases, divorce. And how does credit card debt factor into this? Credit card debt can be a major source of stress in a relationship. If one partner accumulates a large amount of debt without the other's knowledge, it can lead to feelings of betrayal and mistrust. Additionally, the financial burden of paying off this debt can strain the relationship further, often leading to separation. What does the financial fallout look like for these divorcees? The financial fallout can be quite severe. Divorcees may find themselves solely responsible for shared debts that were previously managed jointly. Additionally, legal fees and the cost of establishing separate households can further exacerbate financial strain. It's a complex issue that underscores the importance of financial transparency in a relationship. Indeed, a very complex issue. Thanks for the insights, James. Now shifting gears to international finance, Moody's, the financial ratings agency, has recently downgraded Israel's credit rating. This decision has been met with criticism from Israel's finance minister, who has termed the announcement as a political manifesto devoid of serious economic claims. Here to delve deeper into this matter is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you shed some light on the reasons behind Moody's decision? Certainly, David. Moody's decision to downgrade Israel's credit rating from A1 to A2 was primarily driven by the ongoing war in Gaza and the potential for a northern war with Hezbollah. These conflicts, according to Moody's, could negatively impact Israel's economy. This is the first time Moody's has lowered Israel's credit rating, which investors use to gauge the risk of investing in a global entity or government. Despite the downgrade, the A2 rating still carries relatively low risk. How has Israel's government responded to this downgrade? Israel's finance minister Bezalel Smotrich has strongly dismissed the decision, stating that it reflects a lack of confidence in Israel's security and national strength. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu also commented on the downgrade, attributing it entirely to the ongoing war, 
and expressing confidence that the rating would improve once the war ends. What could be the potential implications of this downgrade for Israel's economy? The downgrade could make it more difficult for the Israeli government to raise funds by selling bonds, according to Michelle Strachinsky, a professor of economics at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem and the former director of the research department at the Bank of Israel. The duration of the war could also play a significant role in determining the impact on the economy. While Israel's economy has recovered after previous wars with Hamas, the current war is much longer, leading to substantial military expenditures and workforce disruptions due to massive reservist callups. What about the resilience of Israel's economy? Bank of Israel Governor Amir Yaron responded to Moody's announcement by asserting that the Israeli economy is resilient and was already showing signs of recovery in November, the month after the war broke out. However, even before the war, Israel, despite being an entrepreneurial powerhouse, was facing challenges. Concerns about governance, rising inflation, a global slowdown in tech investments last year, and the proposed judicial overhaul by Prime Minister Netanyahu, which aimed to dilute the powers of the country's courts, have all weighed on the economy. After hearing from Simply Finance reporter Celeste about the recent downgrade of Israel's credit rating by Moody's, let's shift our focus to Nigeria, where the government is being urged to regulate cryptocurrency activities to curb financial crimes, particularly money laundering. This call comes from Adedeji Owonibi, the co-founder of A&D Forensics, a Nigerian blockchain intelligence service provider. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about this call for regulation? Certainly, David. Owonibi made these remarks at a training event for cryptocurrency compliance specialists. He pointed out that the lack of regulations in Nigeria's crypto space allows various practices to go unchecked. He believes that Nigeria should fully regulate cryptocurrency activities and establish laws to that effect. What's the current state of cryptocurrency regulation in Nigeria? The Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, recently reversed a ban on crypto transactions, allowing banks to operate accounts for virtual asset service providers, VSP. However, Owonibi stressed that the training for compliance specialists aims to ensure banks adhere to relevant laws in their interactions with VASPs. And what role do these compliance specialists play? Compliance specialists are crucial in ensuring that all funds passing through exchanges are not used for criminal activities. Compliance laws act as checks to ensure that financial institutions, such as banks, are not used as gateways to launder money and perpetrate other criminal activities. What measures are being taken to ensure that virtual asset service providers are compliant? Owonibi emphasized that banks must ensure that the virtual asset service providers for whom they open accounts are compliant exchanges. This is to prevent them from becoming channels for money laundering, drug sales, or terrorism financing globally. What steps is the Nigerian government taking in this regard? The Nigerian government has been training some law enforcement agents as compliance specialists. However, Owenibi believes that the government needs to do more to ensure all security officials are well-trained to combat financial crimes. What's the reaction from the local crypto community? Despite the CBN bank ban lift, local crypto analysts have advised the Nigerian Securities and Exchange Commission's SEC to revisit the guidelines for virtual asset services providers. 
This would enable local crypto exchanges to get licenses to operate in the country. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Now, let's shift our focus to a recent development in international finance. Moody's, the financial ratings agency, has downgraded Israel's credit rating, a decision that has been met with strong criticism from Israel's finance minister. Bella, can you shed some light on the reasons behind Moody's decision? Certainly, David. Moody's decision to downgrade Israel's credit rating from A1 to A2, marking the first time it has done so, is primarily attributed to the ongoing war in Gaza and the potential for a war in the north with Hezbollah. Moody's warns that these conflicts could have adverse effects on Israel's economy. Despite the downgrade, the A2 rating still carries relatively low risk. How has Israel's government responded to this downgrade? Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich has strongly dismissed the decision, stating that it reflects a lack of confidence in Israel's security and national strength. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, on the other hand, has attributed the downgrade solely to the ongoing war, asserting that Israel's economy remains strong and the rating would improve once the war ends. What could be the potential implications of this downgrade for Israel's economy? The downgrade could make it more difficult for the Israeli government to raise money by selling bonds, according to Michelle Strachinsky, a professor of economics at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. The duration of the war will also play a significant role in determining the impact on the economy. While Israel's economy has rebounded after previous wars with Hamas, the current war is much longer, leading to huge military expenditures and massive callups of reservists, which strains the economy. What about the Bank of Israel's response to this? Bank of Israel, Governor Amir Yaron, responded to Moody's announcement by emphasizing the resilience of the Israeli economy. He pointed out that signs of recovery were already evident in November, the month after the war broke out. What were the economic conditions in Israel prior to the war? Even before the war, Israel, despite being an entrepreneurial powerhouse, was facing economic challenges. Concerns about governance, rising inflation, and a global slowdown in tech investments last year were already weighing on the economy. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's proposed judicial overhaul, which aimed to dilute the powers of the country's courts, also impacted the economy. How did Moody's view the proposed judicial overhaul? Moody's had expressed concerns that the plan could weaken Israel's investment climate. However, the report released on Friday praised the strong checks and balances that led to the shelving of the judicial overhaul in January. That was Simply Finance reporter Bella providing us with insights on the recent downgrade of Israel's credit rating by Moody's. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.